Hello there amigos and welcome to PPC Burrito, the podcast that aims to deliver nourishing knowledge about the world of pay-per-click marketing. Hello there, I'm Becky Hopkin. And hola, I'm Michael Kenny and we represent Digital Gearbox, a specialist PPC agency that's dedicated to helping businesses across the world unlock new customers with awesome platforms like Google Ads. PPC Burrito exists to help you get the most out of your campaigns. But we're also here to meet some wonderful, talented marketeers, hear their stories and understand more about how marketing in general has helped their business grow and thrive. How are you doing, Michael? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. We're, we're going to Copenhagen. Copenhagen. So, uh, Copen- is, is that how the natives say it? <laughs> Co- Copenhagen. I, I'm, I'm Copenhagen. doing it a horrible disjustice. Yeah, I mean, anybody that's listening to this from Copenhagen, they're just going to be like, well, that's uh, that's us not listening to this. Hopefully, hopefully not. But uh, we, we've got a really good conversation. We've got a bit of a European flavour. Uh, mm-hmm. You will be surprised when you hear from our guest, though, because he is... He is as uh, is he from Leeds? He's as Stoke. he's as Stoke. Stoke that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's as not Danish as uh, as you get, really. But uh, yeah, really looking forward to that conversation. That's coming up. But it wouldn't be the PPC burrito if we didn't have some PPC tips to share. And I know that you've got some ready to go, Becky. So what have we got today? Yeah, so aside from uh, having a European flavour, we've kind of got a Google Shopping flavour to the podcast today. Um, So I wanted to give a Google Shopping tip, and that is to optimise your Google Shopping feed. Now, far too many people just kind of think, I need to do Google Shopping, I need to get a feed, I need to put it into Merchant Centre, and off I go, and my PLAs are up, and that's shopping done. Um, Which, yes, you can do, but to really get the most out of your Google Shopping, you need to optimise your feed. The feed is what essentially tells Google when to show your PLAs. And it's also going to determine if people think that the uh, listing is relevant to them as well. I like this. I like this. It's um, because usually the people's thought is that I'm going to put a feed together. uh, I'm going to hook it into my Google Shopping campaigns. I'm going to add in some negative uh, negative keywords and done. I never have to worry about it ever again. Exactly. But really missing a trick by not actually having a look at how that feed is going to look in situ. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it might be that you're happy with that PLA, you know, initially, but it might be that you might not be getting the results from that PLA based on, you know, how how it looks in mm-hmm. search, you know, and also how it's being triggered by searches as well. So, you know, yeah. going in and having a look at that feed. Is it quite easy to do, Becky, to, to go in and to manipulate that feed? Um, it depends on your setup, to be honest. So if you've got a few products um, and you've got just a Google Sheet solution, obviously you can just go into that sheet and tinker away, off you go. Um, if you've got tens of thousands of products, uh, obviously it's a little bit harder because you're not necessarily going to want to go through these one by one and, and do it yourself. Um, there are feed optimizing solutions out there um, where you can edit en masse. You can also do an element of that in Merchant Center and you can also tweak um, individual items in there as well. People kind of forget that you can do that within Merchant Center. Um, but yeah it's one of those it's not one size fits all on how easy it is i'm afraid but there's so much you can do um to optimize it's not even just about the words that go in there it's all about thinking about the image as well too many people are happy just taking a a shoddy image of their product but you want to be providing the largest available image with a nice light background um if i'm gonna say one thing that you should optimize in your feed and that, that would be the product title And that should be based on the most popular search terms used by your customers. So in an ideal world, if you're running shopping and search campaigns, you should be using the data that you're seeing, the most popular search queries, to edit those titles on a regular basis as well. There we go. Use the data that you have at your disposal. If you are not getting quite the results that you want from your Google Shopping campaigns and you have tried uh, most of the things, you know, with the exception of having a look at your feed, check your feed, see if there are some improvements that you can make to that and, yeah, give it a go and, and see what you get from those optimization techniques. Shall we <laughs> Should we get in the van and head over to Copenhagen? Becky? Yeah, let's hop on the ferry. 
off we go. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're renaming the ferry the the burrito ferry. Uh, <laughs> off we go. Representing Copenhagen-based premier Google partner Kubiro, Ryan Dooley's mission is to help you maximize Google Shopping returns with a CSS solution that can help you save up to 20% on your campaign spend. More than just an agency partnership manager, however, Ryan is also a talented singer and songwriter whose debut album, Welcome Home, was published by Warner Brothers Records back in 2013. Welcome to PPC Burrito, Ryan. How are you today? Very well, sir. How are you? All the better for having this conversation. I know it's been <laughs> something that we've had planned for a long time. You've been so let's 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 get this out of the way. You've been trying to sell us this CSS solution for a while, <laughs> and uh, this is uh, you know this is this is your opportunity not not just to sell to us but also to to help uh, the the wonderful listeners uh, understand a little bit more about this wonderful CSS solution. Um, but also, you know, as as I said, we want to know more about you, Ryan, the person, because you know you've got quite a background, you've got quite a story. We want to learn more about it brilliant brilliant well i mean what should i mean with, as far as the css goes the the problem i have is the lack of information out there apart from all the css's themselves say we can get you 20 percent off your shopping ads the uh, the only bit of information uh, from google is in the merchant center guide and it's a very small paragraph but it is in there but yeah. <laughs> okay, for the benefit of our of our, re uh, our readers our listeners uh, Ryan, perhaps you can just very quickly explain what a css is yeah it's just a comparison shopping service or comparison shopping site they've taken on the term comparison shopping services more with the integration into um, google ads directly but basically, Google were fined, well, yeah, they were hit with a fine from the EU for an antitrust violation. Um, a very big fine. Very big fine. <laughs> uh, 2.7 billion, but that's pocket money for Google. So. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and it was basically because they were deemed to have monopolized their own, like, their own comparison shopping, which is Google shopping. Um, I think they did it unbeknownst to them, but they were kind of, um, you know, with with them being the main search and people only use google don't they i mean they, they were judged to have given priority to their own traffic which are, to be honest, in, in a lot of ways is kind of okay but google is so big now it's just flattened everybody else in terms of comparison shopping traffic so um yes it was i think it was kicked off by Foundum and a uh, comparison sort of french one called chow and then calcu had, had a, bit, a, bit, a lot to say with it as well um, and basically, to kind of appease that fine, they've given all, all CSS partners um, that basically pass a certain test um, to become a comparison shopping service for Google, a 20% advantage in the auctions. But and the way they've done it is they've put a 20% levy on themselves. So only 80% of your bid enters the auction on Google Shopping, and it's not there for the CSSs. Now, some of the CSSs have integrated into hubs and things like this, or and they charge for the service um, as well. But yeah, and, and it's worked because 50% of Europe's ads are on, on, on CSS um, services, basically. Um, and uh, the ad will appear on the comparison shopping site as well, um, usually. But I kinda, that's the whole point, is no one's going on these comparison shopping sites, apparently. But uh, yeah, the, the discount is there to kind of appease it. And I, I'm not sure if they've had to pay the fine or if they're gonna get out of the fine. It's, an, it's something that rumbles on. No one at Google will really talk to you about shopping in a minute. <laughs> uh, it's all like Google shopping, you know, so. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, there's lots of visibility for comparison shopping sites on Google shopping. So it's worked. So maybe they'll get out of paying the fine. But that, that's basically the long and short of it. So Ryan, the I mean, we've got some people who, who will be really new to Google shopping listening. Yeah. So just for their benefit with css partners like kibero you can put your product listing ads in a nice little image ads that you see at the top of the google search results yeah um you can put them out alongside your google shopping merchant center product listing ads is that right you can use both platforms together uh, well so it, it's, it's quite complicated that this is the, 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 the how um uh, I run our, our CSS. Our CSS okay. is called Comlin, and the, the, the site's called Comlin.com, and that's our comparison shopping service. Kibero, we'll talk a little bit about it. Is an actual piece of kit, like a software hub for uh, running Google Ads. But okay. um, basically, yeah, it's 
Conwin will just create you a second merchant account. So if you sign yeah. up for Google Merchant Center, that links to Google Ads. If you were to sign up for Conlin, you get a second uh, merchant account. Once your product feed is connected, it'll appear on both Conlin.com uh, and any Google Ads that you run, and there'll be a twenty percent discount on it, and you, and you run it all, um, you run it all yourself exactly the same as Google Shopping. It's literally that simple. It's just it's Google Shopping with Conlin in the top right corner. The ads would say buy yeah. Comlin, um, as they do with all, all of the other CXSs. And it's that yeah. simple. Um, and and do you you say you manage it all in the same way? So do you just link to the feed that's in Comlin yeah. via your campaign manager and manage all the bids in yeah. uh, in Google Ads? Yeah, it's it's literally that simple. Not all CSS work in the same way. So there's like mm. I think product hero ourselves, um, there's another one that's just called Comparison Shopping Service. I think it's based in Germany. But we all kind of market ourselves as self-service CSS, which is why we, we get on agencies' cases, which is why you guys have heard plenty from me. Trying <laughs> 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 to get you to use it. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's it's you're in exactly the same position as you are on Google Shopping in yeah. terms of setups and um, operating um, the campaigns, but you've just got a different click price. Right, um, and and it's just that twenty percent kind of levy that they've given to you. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, could you theoretically have a a listing from your Google Merchant Center alongside one from um, from the Comlin one? Yes, and it, yeah. we actually we actually advise that in the early going, um, because obviously shopping campaigns take a bit of time to learn. And it's also very important yeah. to know that that um, shopping ads and CS ads, CS ads don't compete with each other. So you won't like show the same ad twice. Um, okay. That that can happen if you had different colours in the feed, um, and then both your Google uh, ads and the CSS ad both won the auction. They would show one of each colour, um, and that and that would probably happen if you had really good ad quality and you know all of the other things that come into um, play, not just the bid. But um, yeah, it's and then after a while, the you know Comlin CSS will just be the one receiving the traffic and the and the clicks, and then you can turn the shopping one off, so you can have like a slow. We got criticised by another CSS for that, and I, I can't remember who it was. It's probably good because I don't want to name and shame anyone because <laughs> because we were actually we want people to have a good experience. You know, we want you know leave your shopping one live, get the CSS one running. You'll see, there's no kind of. Uh, double payments or anything like that. And then, you know, um, I think you're more likely to stay on the CSS that way, you know, so. Sure, it's, that's, um, I mean, the proof is always in the pudding. Yeah, so, for sure, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, so Ryan, let's, before, I mean, I could get really geeky and technical with you and ask all the super nitty gritty questions. Yeah. But let, let's go back in time first. Let's find out about you. Yeah. So, I will admit, obviously, um, you can tell I'm not Danish by my um, thick Midlands <laughs> <laughs> accent. And often when I, when, you know, when I approach agencies, they say, so you're in Denmark, you don't sound Danish, mate. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no. But I'm, um, I grew up in Stoke-on-Trent, supporting the mighty Port Vale. And oh. Michael, Michael oh. will know all about those guys. <laughs> Every time, every time I post something about Gareth Ainsworth, I get Ryan going, "Yeah, a Port Vale legend." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he only played for us for two years, but he did have quite the impact. But um, he's an impact yeah. player for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, and we sold him to Wimbledon for a lot of money as well. I think he's our record transfer to this day. Um, yeah. So, um, but um, oh, yeah, we're on about coming to Copenhagen. But yeah, you've obviously mentioned the band thing. I mean, music is my passion in life, um, and. Um, yeah, it, I mean, I was I was going to go to London Met University to study music, and I got an offer of a Warner Brothers record deal, which was pretty <laughs> pretty massive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that kind of took me that down that road for five or six years, um, and we travelled all over the world. We recorded the album in Vancouver with Garth Richardson, who did is uh, famous for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, uh, we did the uh, Rage Against the Machine. Um, the big record with F you and I won't do what you told me. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't swear then, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you probably don't care on PPC Burrito, but um, not yeah, really. And, <laughs> so, and then that was an amazing experience. We recorded with a massive producer, toured the world. We got to number 41 on the charts. 
Um, but I guess we'd signed a big record deal. I think they wanted us in the top 10. So there was a bit of infighting with the band uh, and the label as well. Um, a lot of the, we were kind of, we were kind of one of the last guitar bands to sign a record deal like that. It doesn't seem to happen that much for guitar bands anymore because obviously there's not as much money in music sure. thanks to things like Spotify and stuff like that. So when we got signed, it felt like the music industry was in a massive transitional period and trying to adjust to this new world. Um, I think it kind of has now. It's kind of leveled out. A lot more goes into touring. I mean, right now, because of the virus, there's pretty much no music industry. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was quite a strange time. But yeah, amazing experiences. Um, uh, and then we kind of we all fell out with each other. We had uh, started some other various musical projects. Um, and then I was on holiday in Barcelona and met my now fiance Nina, who is Danish. Um, and yeah, I just thought I'd come out to Copenhagen and see what, what what's going on. And that led me to Kabira. So so you what you literally just thought. Right, this this music's uh, not fun enough for me anymore. I need a I need a new exciting challenge. I'm gonna sell Google CSS. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. I was working in, in various other things. I, I I managed to blag myself six years without a day job. <laughs> <laughs> but the older I get, and you know, all the young was a successful band. You know, it was good, but it wasn't as successful that I'm just kind of set for life. You know, so we have to be honest about that. And um, so yeah, I was, um, I, I had some experience running Facebook ads mainly um, for for the band basically, and for a various other like because we were DJing and stuff and stuff content. So we'd put nights on, and we'd run targeted Facebook ads, mm -hmm. and then I just kind of started getting more interested in that kind of thing, um, and then I kind of came over to Copenhagen on a kind of whiff and a prayer, and I do still play my music as well. It's it's important to say that you know I do I do I'm still still writing songs and still recording them there's no landscape to even play anywhere at the minute you know with the yeah. virus and stuff so on a zoom um, call, maybe yeah <laughs> don't don't encourage michael to get me to sing <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah and then the, i just saw the uh, the kind of kabira was running worldwide ads for developers um you know partnership managers which is a glorified term for salesmen let's be honest but um, yeah yep. um you know but it, we're kind of it's a bit more than a salesman you know we, we try and establish relationships with people and keep them going um but yeah and then i, I love the company the company's amazing um and it's just been a really good fit um and yeah um 14 months later and i'm still in in copenhagen denmark so yeah it's, it's, and how, uh, how is life in denmark how does it compare to the uk I have to say the pace of life is a lot nicer. Um, they're just a little, they're, they're almost annoyingly chilled out, the Danish people are. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to, you know, the place is full of canals, there's water everywhere. Um, they've got a kind of different social setup. I mean, taxes are quite high. But then again, other, the, the currency is worth a lot. Um, a lot of things are still in public ownership. Um, there's very good healthcare and things like that, um, and things like paternity leave. I'm starting to learn all about this. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 lovely. It's it's you know it's it's not the biggest of countries. There's I think just under six million people in Denmark, so it's a complete different environment um, from the UK. Um, but it's one I'm getting very used to, and um, yeah, I love it over here. It's great. Are you are you learning the language? Yes, I am. Yak and Snagger Dansk, Rektigod. I don't know what he just called me, but I'm not sure I could be offended. Or... Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, it's, the, the language was terrifying at first because there's all this kind of soft D and it just sounds all like one word when you first come in. It's like, oh, I'm not holy or whatever. Sorry if I've offended any Danish people there. But yeah, it's, um, yeah it's, I, I'm kind of getting it now. It's clicking, so yeah. It's, it's interesting really because one of the things that you have demonstrated on this on this podcast so far is you, you have that technical knowledge but you also have the ability to form those partnerships as well and that's something that uh, I have to do as well because uh, yeah. I'm essentially you know uh, I'm a partnership manager here as well um, yeah. it's, it's kind of having that technical knowledge and being able to you know create those relationships nurture those relationships and, and keep those customers happy and there basically. Yeah. 
Um, what what challenges do you find in terms of balancing that relationship management with that technical expertise? I, I think that's a very good point, Michael. To be honest, it's we're all salesmen to a degree. I mean, we're we're all in digital marketing. You know, you guys sell a service, you sell expertise. You, you know, then you manage it um, and. You know, it's the kind of, um, it's, you know, there's all, we all have times where we have to go out there and find new clients and find new partners. And, you know, in the early days of being here, that was all we did. It was very salesy, this job was at first, but we've kind of built the reputation of the company a bit online and, um, and through those calls and just having chats with people. Um, it's, there's, you have to find the balance between not being too salesy and not being too chitty chatty and also, um yeah and also kind of it, i when you talk about technical knowledge that one of the challenges i have is it's hard telling people how to suck eggs you see because this this comparison mm. shopping ruling is out there and it's people are making use of it especially big e-commerce stores they've just kind of completely committed to it but speaking to a digital marketing expert uh, and and telling him something about digital marketing that he might not know is a massive challenge for me. Um, it, it does, you know, the, uh, it's happening less and less and less, to be honest. But um, I think there's an old saying that never teach your grandma to suck eggs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, never do teach you, a digital marketer. To do you, do you think that, shopping, I suppose? But yeah, it's it, you know, it says um, yeah. Do you, do you think that that is a bit of a problem in the digital marketing sphere, though? That there are too many people that aren't open to new ideas and aren't open to um, adding new tools to their toolbox. Yeah, I mean, salesmen hate being sold to it. Appears <laughs> <laughs> but no, but um, yeah, and no, I can understand that. It's it, in a way, a lot of ways, digital marketing is quite a fragile industry. I um, mean, there's another. The, the, the Kibiro product, which is something I don't work massively with uh, yet, I am starting to do a little bit, is basically an automation tool for Google Ads. I like to call it cartoon Google Ads. It's like Super Nintendo Google Ads. But um, <laughs> basically, to get technical, it will scrape your website for, and, you know, um, for loads of keywords, loads of different ad groups. Um, you set your budget. Um, it, it adjusts bids for you uh, without kind of maxing your budget out and it just uses a bit of data science we like to call it we don't like the term ai but just to kind of smarten google uh, ads campaigns now in a, in a lot of ways that's the last thing like you digital marketers want available on the market but i think ai automation all these things are here now and they're just going to grow and i think the digital marketers that survive and, and are the most successful in you know the newer and newer landscapes that are you know on the horizon are the ones that embrace it because there's always going to be people out there that even if even if our hub is the easiest piece of kit to use to run google ads they probably still won't do it themselves they'll probably want guidance or they'll probably want assistance so um that's the right attitude i would have if i was in digital marketing but you can i can almost forgive a lot of you know marketers and agencies that I speak to for kind of not wanting to tell me too much about how they run their businesses because yeah because of the new landscape and the new tools that are out there and available you know so yeah I always find it I don't I don't like agencies that don't want to openly talk about I mean like for, for sure don't reveal all of the tricks and don't reveal yeah. all the secrets yeah that's yeah. that's fine right but you know when I'm when I'm talking to someone a business owner and you know I hear it time and time again oh this is dark arts this is mystical shit I don't have a clue how this <laughs> works I just know that it does but it's not working that great uh, yeah. and I you know I kind of want to know more about it it's my mission to try and help people understand how it works a little bit better because in yeah. my mind you know if you can understand something more then you appreciate it more and if you yeah. appreciate it more you're more willing to invest in it more spend more yeah. time in it and uh, you know you you don't have to be an expert in in ppc in google ads in css you don't you don't have to at all but as yeah. long as you kind of know those basics yeah um you know i, I we kind of toe the line sometimes between giving too much information not getting en given enough information and then there are the people in the middle that just talk crap <laughs> they just 
they just yeah. don't share the right information or yeah. they're sharing misinformation because i think i think marketing digital marketing probably more so than any other industry you know because you have that low barrier to entry anybody can really set up a facebook campaign um yeah. everybody thinks they can do it um yeah. but you know unfortunately it's not yeah it's not quite that straightforward really is it no no for sure I know I've had a lot of uh, wasted budgets on Facebook campaigns in the past, running them myself. But I, I do agree with what you're saying. I, I kind of, I see loads of, I don't really share anything about search PPC because I don't really have much to do with it. So sometimes I kind of want to sound, sound like this full package online, but I'm, I work solely in, in Google Shopping at the minute. So that's kind of all I talk about, you know. So um, yeah, but it's, you know, I think uh, people are opening up a little bit. I kind of, I did like some of the case studies you were, you were sharing. I think it looks good for your agency. You know that you, you know, if I if I was thinking about getting an agency or thinking about hiring someone to help me with uh, with digital marketing, if they were out there sharing a bit of knowledge, not everything, you know, but not screenshots of Google Ads accounts and things like that, but you know, just sharing a bit of knowledge, I think it's the it's the right way to go. Yeah, I, I think it's just yeah, it's 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 the ethical thing to do to to yeah. kind of just you know lift a little bit of a you know draw back the curtain a little bit you know yeah. and uh, you know the the thing is is and it's something that we as an agency are pushing on at the moment because we have yeah. so many great relationships with our clients and we've worked with some of these people for years and years and years and uh, you know so, some people listening to this and you, you'll probably be shocked to hear Ryan but you know we, we've worked with some clients for you know nearly twelve years and we have never done a case study for them you know and it's just kind of like why why have we not done that because yeah you think you think that you know when you're working with someone you know over such a period of time you're, you're gonna have multiple case studies and yeah. uh, now at the moment you know we're, we're working really really hard to fix that and we're gonna have a load of case studies coming out soon yeah. because you know right now i think particularly now where everything is is more considered than it ever has been before people yeah. just need clear understanding of yeah. what do you do how do you do it to a degree and why are you the people that we should be considering right now and and that's what we're attempting to do with these case studies but that's something that yeah. you do as well right yes. Zero. yeah yeah for sure i mean with the css i mean i kind of have to have case studies because again everyone's talking about this 20 percent discount on google shopping but if you search for google css in google there's about eight well, all, all of the organic stuff and all the, the top four ads are all telling you there's a 20% discount on Google Shopping. <laughs> but they're all CSSs who are telling me that. So, you know, it's kind of, you kind of have to show people that it is there and it, it can yield. I mean, the worst I've seen, for, you know, is the CPC's gone down a little bit, but they've had a lot more impressions because of the difference. And then some of the best ones, are, you know, they're... they're, they're their average CPC has gone down by like 40% or something, you know, and it's it, it it's hard to say how it will behave, you know. you just got to prove to people that the discount is there, you know, and the, the least you're going to have is slightly better results, you know, or it's going to completely kick off for you as a result of it. But, yeah, case studies do help me a lot. They're, they're very kind of basic case studies because, you know, it's literally a 20% discount on Google Shopping, but the, the trust thing is still there. You kind of have to show people that it's working and, you know, it's working for other people. See, I, I think that people have taken case studies and they've turned it into this giant monster that puts people off making case studies. And this is yeah. something that I was talking to Becky about recently. And because yeah. I've recently, you know, as I said, I've gotten really into this whole idea of creating case studies. And it's like case studies don't have to be the life story of the account. No. Like they can literally be, this was the situation. This is what we did. This was the result. And this is a quote from someone that's super, super happy. You know, it, yeah. it really could be half a page. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you have 50 of those that are kind of all doing the same thing, it's still yeah. 50 instances of success, right? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I think absolutely. as well, it's it's not all, I mean, of course, you want to share the successful stories, but sometimes success isn't always in in the numbers. It's how you've, what you've learned from, from that story as well. Yeah. Like there, there's been certain businesses where just Google Ads hasn't been the right tool for them and that's something we also kind of want to address that yeah we we approach things in the right way we uncover all the things that need uncovering to properly test these things yeah um but 
at, at the end of the day, the outcome maybe wasn't what we originally expected, but we've learned something and we know what to try next. So I think people yeah. also get very hung up on sharing case studies where you've got 10,000% increase, for example, and yeah. just those, those big headlines, which the percentage increases often mean bugger all because they're taking a snapshot before when they weren't doing anything and then yeah. what they did afterwards. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so it's it's just about being honest and building that trust to show that you do things in a kosher way as, as well, I think. Yeah, 100%. Uh, which I guess kind of leads me on to the next difficult question for you, Ryan, which is, <laughs> are there any businesses where, where it isn't the right solution? Do you know what? I mean, I sometimes um, will speak to advertisers directly if I feel like they've got some in-house digital people there. Mm. Um, and I've been really shocked. It doesn't happen much, but it's starting to happen a bit more where they just say, we don't bother with Google Shopping. We only run uh, our e-commerce ads on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm like, what? No, surely not. But it's becoming, you know, there's a, I think, was it 1.2 billion users on Facebook was announced the other day or something like that. It's ridiculous. So it's not always the right fit, you know. Um, yeah. And there are people doing things, you know, because on Google Shopping, you're up against some very, very, very big stores who yep. are paying ridiculous amount of money for clicks. So sometimes your best bet is to kind of, Try something think, else. Well, well or, or just even if you're running Google Shopping, you, you know, you're only ever going to feature high on the actual shopping tab. You're never going to get in the top five results. But um, yeah. they, yeah, I mean, it, there's so much going on in digital marketing that I, that I, I see it, but I'm not really massively involved in like influencers on, influencers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I've never had any experience with running Instagram ads. So, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I, I agree with what you're saying completely. So obviously with with Facebook stores and, you, I mean, you've got the ability to li link a feed into Facebook. Is there any plan to do any CSS work with Facebook? Have they? Have run they Facebook ads on our Kibiro hub. Right. Um, kind of built into that. Um, now, the, the, the plan with Kibiro is to, because the shopping CSS is kind of agency ready. It will connect to a Google Ads account it will put your products on Coblin.com. It will give you a 20% discount on Google Shopping. You run your campaign. You try and get the best of it. That's it. That's why we focus that on agencies because your average guy on the street isn't going to know what to do with that. The Kibiro Hub um, is, you know, using um, all sorts of, uh, I think it's semantic analytics and data science is the correct term, but where you can build your own Google Ads campaigns we, after speaking to agencies, we've actually seen a bit of a market for this with agencies. Um, I've done a few product demos of the Kibiro Hub product, which is not the CSS. And they've, agencies have uh, kind of said, well, there's a lot of clients that they turn away because they're very small budgets, it's not worth the time, that kind of thing. Mm. If you have some kind of automation tool, you know, because some, some uh, clients, um, I was speaking to one chap, um, I don't want to name the agency because he's like we're using various tools, but he said, I've got a client that doesn't track conversions and they're just happy if their phone's ringing. Yeah. A little bit of an automation tool to save you and the guys in the office a bit of time to keep that going would be very, very useful. So, um, you know, we kind of, rather than have the our hub product as something that scares agencies, it's something that could potentially help them as well, you know, um, essentially take on more work. So. And did I did I see on the website that you can build websites? Yes, the website build is very new. Um, okay. It, but it's uh, you can do that for free. Um, you can, there's an SEO tool on there as well. So, but it's it'll just um, and SEO SEO is not my field of expertise at all. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so don't you dare ask me anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to get tripped up on SEO, but um, yeah, it, it, it's like an SEO health checker and it'll give you an overall score and tell you uh, what things you need to improve on. Again, th th these, these are things that agencies can make use of as well. Um, I, I think we did frighten a few agencies with our hub tool at first, <laughs> but it's, we're, opening up, we're opening it up more. And I think that it'll be, I'm really excited about when we, because you, you can only connect one Google Ads account to the hub tool. It'd be great when you can connect MCCs to it, uh, well, manager accounts, and you know, you don't have to manage everything in it. But if there's any anything you want to automate and just look after itself, you you, you can use this as well. So, 
there's lots there's lots ahead of Kibera, which is the most exciting thing about working here. You know, um, it sounds like a yeah, it sounds like a lot of good things are happening in uh, Copenhagen yeah. right now. I'm going to stick with a very British pronunciation of Copenhagen. I know that you have a very Danish one. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> I mean, well, one thing that I wanted to uh, to ask you about it was obviously you know we can't really hide from it, and we we have to address it at some point. Is uh you know we we are currently living in in a bit of a wonky time and it's not been yeah. the easiest time for people who are attempting to sell products that you know people are gonna really have to think about um you know we've, we've been able to find success as you have as well but what have been your biggest uh challenges but what have also been your biggest successes during this uh time of the year i think biggest challenge is no one's answering the phone in england <laughs> um, or or kind of you know it's quite you've got to kind of change how you find people but we've got linkedin and um i feel like my approach with people when, when i'm talking to agencies it's a lot more it's a lot easier um and i think maybe there's a bit more knowledge out there than there was a year and a half ago um, I mean, the kind of whole market contracted a lot, didn't it, when the virus first came? A lot of people just paused their campaigns or turned yeah. off the marketing. But then there was this whole, well, let's try and sell everything online and be in e-commerce. And then, you know, um, a, a lot of, lots of people were adjusting their businesses. So we found that the CSS, it went to like about 10% of the accounts just paused. And then we ended up growing by 10% on the CSS, you know, in, in the space of a month. So... Um, people just adding accounts to it all the time now. Um, so the, the, the biggest challenge was the initial shock and not being able to reach people and everyone was just, I think everyone was panicking. Um, but the, the, the success is the shift to e-commerce that we're seeing with a lot of people. Um, and a lot of, we're having quite a lot of advertisers approaches who've got their own in-house guys, you know, who aren't working with agencies and just linking to the CSS very quickly. Um, so yeah, it's the la there's worse there's worse industries to be in than digital marketing in the current climate. Definitely, think, definitely, yeah. we're very very fortunate to be where we are at the moment. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, you you've talked a bit about the how easy it is setting up with um, Comlin. What kind of time frame does it take for anyone that's interested? Yeah, so literally, if you, I've got a link, or you can, um, yeah, there's a there's a special coming link now. We can we have an automated tool that um, will add a merchant account to your Google Ads ID. So it'll send it. The invite will come via the Google Ads ID. Yeah. Once because we we are technically linked to your Google Ads ID um, when you when you connect Conlin. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you accept the link and request, and the merchant account's there within a minute. Um, I don't quite know how the guys have done this. We've got so many amazing developers here at Kibero. They build these uh, AI doofers, I call them. <laughs> it makes my job really easy. So yeah, we, we can get we can get any ads ID a merchant account in, in under a minute, basically, and then Speedy. you're off. You're off with the uh, optimized click price that the uh, that Google have awarded the comparison sites. That's so simple. Would you have a separate? So you've got your Google campaign already set up. Would you yeah. duplicate and link to your Comlin feed? Would you have yeah. two separate? So you do have to set a new campaign, and then in, from that ads account that you've linked to it, in step two, you will always have the choice of Google Shopping CSS Merchant Center and then the Comlin Cabero CSS Merchant Center. Yeah. Um, and then you can leave your current campaign live, set it all up again. You have to upload yeah. the feed again, uh, hire it yeah. in, and then, yeah, turn one of them off. And I'd be very, very confident that you turn the Google one off in that stage. <laughs> but Google get all, Google's still getting all the money anyway. And if, to be honest, they're probably getting more traffic because of, you know, the comparison sites are so proud of this discount. So yeah. Google win in the end anyway, so it's all fine. <laughs> and how but, long yeah. would you run that test for, Ryan? Um, about 10 days, usually. About 10 days is a kind of, you've not lost any traction, you've not lost any progress. Um, and then you're ready to just, yeah, go just off with your, new, with your new price, basically, yeah. So I'm going to have to ask the tricky question of what cost does this CSS come at? To people <laughs> Here we well, go. That, so the, the agency version of the CSS, 
or the one that we've got now, which is either for agencies or experienced marketers, is free, believe it or not. Ooh. And this is the biggest What's challenge I've faced. Yeah, yeah, why is it free? So you just give me a free discount. So basically, the we have an option in the hub, which is the uh, automated bid engine and the, the fancy side of Kibera, where you can have the CSS discount and the use of that tool, and that's $14 a month. And the so that if we're not really giving you a product with the CSS, if we were giving you a product, which yeah. is like the hub, then, then we charge for it. I guess, um, okay. well, I, I know the reason we, we let people use the CSS for free is it's almost a bit like a lead generation thing. Um, we want to announce ourselves on the market. This, the company's had loads of investment, it's had about 11 million US dollars from Danske Bank. They're very well thought of at Google, um, Anis and Bo. Uh, Anis was one of the first ever Google partners. Um, he had a company called Urchin Software, um, and they basically, them and 21 other partners basically became Google Analytics, um, the long and short of that is. Bo's, uh, Bo Crossguard, has, um, who's, he, he's the guy behind Comlin and also the, uh, uh, the owner of Kibero. Um, he's got a big, very strong background in price comparisons. Um, he had... everyone else so <laughs> we give you the CSS for free and then I guess you might use some of the Kibero tools that are being constantly developed in the future and maybe pay, pay us for them so it's kind of uh, yeah it's like a, a an announcement offer if you like very good um, <laughs> you, you can't beat free Ryan That's right. <laughs> it's very hard well, to compete with free yes for sure yeah, yeah I did have one guy ask me to give him some money and I was like well hang on we've, we've <laughs> Just because I'm free, now you want me to pay you to use it, but yeah, yeah, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> is there is there any feed management um, uh, tools within the hub? That no, you and that, I, I, that that is if if we did have that. There, oh, sorry, there isn't the hub. Sorry, yes, yeah, not the CSS. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the if you run a shopping campaign via the hub, it will scrape your website for your products. Yeah. and create you a feed and then it will also update that twice every 24 hours okay so which in effect is a feed optimizer it's not quite as technical as one or two of the feed optimizers out there yeah but yeah it will it it, it gives you a way of um updating your site and then your shopping feed updates automatically without having to do you know one or the other um i think the feed part of the google shopping i mean obviously it's the bit you need to do any yeah. of it but that's always the bit that people get confused about. Like when yes. I, when I, whenever I talk to anyone who's got an e-commerce website, I'm like, can I have a look at your feed? And they're like, what's a feed? Yeah. And just like... Yeah. It's uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're horrific things to be honest as well. But um, yeah, you can do that by the hub. Not, yeah. Yeah. Not by the CSS yet. Um, but um, yeah, again, um, I actually want us to uh, develop a, a, a feed option that, feed optimization tool on its own but that's just, just one of my requests you know it's on a long uh, a long a long pile of things to do for the developers but yeah you can do it by the hub okay cool 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 i think um i think it the stuff you talked about earlier in regards to sort of the automation benefits that are available in the hub it's a, it's a really interesting point and yeah it's kind of probably going to lead to where we see where we see Google advertising in the future or paid advertising online in the future. And as an agency, we kind of originally had a standpoint of we never surrender to the robots. And it's been a really interesting <laughs> few yeah. years as, as Google in particular kind of pushed a lot more of the smart campaigns and, yeah. and all this automated testing. And it's something that, that we've had to kind of just start leaning into a bit as an agency to survive yeah yeah to grow um and it's been really interesting testing some of the automation um within google ads and and also in facebook and um and seeing the results you can get it's really like sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and i think that gives me some confidence that there'll always be a need for people to manage the automation because there you go yeah <laughs> 
sometimes it makes the wrong choices, but um, but they can do some really cool things. So, and I think I, I think I think if you've got that attitude, that's the way. You know, that's the way to survive this kind of ever-changing landscape. You know, because you know if you if you've got access to both and you're comfortable on both, then you're uh, you're a, val a valuable person to work with. I I believe. We're, we're, we're valuable anyway, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think it's important to uh, yeah. to always be, I, I, I think just being open to new ideas, open to new technologies, I think is very, very important to the long-term yeah. survival of anybody working in, in the digital landscape. So, but Brian, um, really, really enjoyed this chat. Um, yes. And uh, hopefully, you know, maybe what we'll need to do is we need to do a Port Vale special at some <laughs> point, uh, perhaps <laughs> if you'll have us. Uh, perhaps yeah. you can do some of it in Danish as well. But um, yeah. be before we let you go, um, you know, if, if we, yeah, let's, let's do a little kind of mind experiment for a second, thought experiment. If you have someone that is thinking about utilizing um, your your CSS, this uh, this Kibera CSS system, with uh, you know, what what things would you say to them to kind of get them over the line? Say say they're thinking about it, but they have doubts. What would you say to them to help get them over the line to to convince them to come on board with you? Well, a lot of it is, will Google support us? And this is a massive myth because when anyone's asked me to talk to Google for them, they've been very responsive and they're like, oh, you need to do this. Oh, the reason the website scrape hasn't quite worked is for this reason and that reason. So Google do support CSSs. That's, that's a myth. So that, that's the biggest one I come across. Um, and honestly, just give it a try. The worst that's going to happen is you'll be the same or slightly better than your old campaign. It's kind of this, all the comparison sites, we moaned about not having enough visibility on Google Shopping. They gave us this discount. It's our discount. You can use it, you know, it's one of those. I mean, it's, it's literally that simple. So it's, it is not, there's nothing really to, you know, to be too concerned about. Um, maybe the fact that you're linking to another company other than Google. Yeah, but um, yeah, we, 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 you can always find me anyway. So if you want to moan at me, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, there is nothing to be scared about, nothing to be afraid about. I think that should be, I think that should be uh, the digital gearbox and digital marketing motto uh, for, for, for 2020. Well, uh, Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on PPC Burrito today. Thank you so much for joining. And um, before we let you go, though, um, what are you and Kabira up to right now? And uh, where can the good people on the internet find you? So, um, well, just on kabiro.com. Um, if you want to try the hub tool and just click around it, it doesn't cost anything to do that. Um, it costs $9 a month to run Google Ads uh, via the hub. Um, that's if you're com completely ready to, to get it. But, um, yeah, you can get me at ryan at kabiro.com or ryan Dooley on LinkedIn. Um, I think I've, yeah, I'm the guy with the glasses with the big cheesy grin. <laughs> and, and the comp comparison shopping partner, plaque that Google gave to us behind <laughs> us. I wish I was going to show on this uh, podcast, but there's no, uh, there's no video um, uh, capabilities. But, we'll we'll yeah. share something out on social media, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, well, That's Ryan, fine. once again, thank you very much for joining. And uh, yeah, uh, say hello to everybody in sunny Copenhagen for us. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. All the best. Bye-bye. So there we go, Michael. Perhaps uh, our minds have finally been changed about trying out a new uh, CSS. Yeah, I think we've long held off um, having a look at one. But I, I think, you know, after that conversation, you and I both kind of looked at each other and just went, why Why haven't we tried one? You know, why have we well, not tried one? In all honesty, now, now he's off the phone with us. Um, <laughs> it, it's been a matter that I've whenever I've spoken to other CSS providers, there's always been a cost associated with it. And whilst I appreciate got to spend to test these things at times, um, when you've got a, a good free solution in Merchant Center, it's kind of been, why do I need to do this? But but here, we, here he is presenting a freebie to try. So I, I encourage us all to go and give it a go. What's Absolutely. the worst that can happen? Something that should ring beautifully in the ears of all cheapskates out there. So if you're <laughs> if you're if you're cheap as heck and you want to get more results from your Google shopping campaigns, there we go. Kabiro. Freeness. Free. There we go. Do we have more PPC tips, Becky? Uh yes, yes. I, I'm gonna do well I'm gonna actually 
it's, it's related to Google Shopping still, um, and that is to link your Google Ads and Analytics accounts up, but also to look at the data in Google Analytics as well as Google Ads. Um, so it's kind of two there. Um, people, is, people, people, people don't do that. People, people don't do that. No, too many people. <laughs> Too many people kind of get excited by the Google Ads and they set up the Google Ads and they're like, off I go, I've got all the data in there. Um, it's just, it's a little bit fiddly to have to link up the accounts. You need to be an admin in both, but that's probably as fiddly as it gets. And you just need to go into analytics, into the admin and type in your account ID. And then once you're in Google Ads, you need to import those site metrics. So it's kind of a two-step thing to get make sure you're importing both sets of data into one another. Um, but yeah, too many people don't do that. They forget. Um, and too many people don't look at their analytics, which is kind of why I wanted to do the double tip there. And especially if you're running Google Shopping and you want to have a look at those e-commerce sales, you get so much more data in Google Analytics uh, in regards to e-commerce, providing you've set it all up properly. <laughs> nice big caveat there. Um, but you can see exactly what items are being ordered. You can get order numbers there. Which people are always going to me, Becky, I want to know what order number that was in my Google Ads. But you, you can't see that in Google Ads, unfortunately, but you can track it down in Google Analytics. Yeah, I, I it's, it, it always amazes me when I hear that people haven't linked up their Google Ads and their analytics. And I appreciate that it's not the easiest thing because you have to be the admin in both analytics and, and Google Ads. But, you know, if, if you, you know, if you really want to do it, it's quite easy to do. Mm -hmm. But the benefit of being able to see, you know, so you're looking at things from a siloed perspective, looking at performance in Google Ads. But most people, most business owners or, or marketing managers and directors, they need to look at things more holistically. Mm -hmm. And that's how you do it. And you using Google Analytics you can pour all of your your channel information in uh, mm -hmm. and look at the top line you know view um, I'm surprised more people don't do it um, but you know there we go that's that's how you do it so so link up your Google Analytics to your Google Ads and enjoy being able to understand how things are going more enjoy that extra juicy data extra juicy <laughs> that's what we do here at Digital Gearbox we're all about the extra juicy <laughs> And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us for this episode of PPC Burrito. I hope your mind and belly is filled with PPC knowledge goodness. If you haven't already, please consider following Digital Gearbox on LinkedIn and also on Twitter and Instagram at Digital Gearbox. If you're a business and you require any help with your own campaigns, please, please, do, please do get in touch either by dropping us a message on social media or by going to our website, digitalgearbox.co.uk. So from me, Becky. And me, Michael. Stay happy, stay safe, and until next time, amigos, keep on optimising. Mm -hmm.